right, welcome back to another episode of Table Talks, where deeper conversations are something highly sought after but rarely explored, and I have with me, as always, my lovely co-host, Alyssa. Hi, pumpkins. I still love the fact that you're using the pumpkins, because it's It's still spooky fall. season. It's fall. It's going to go all through fall, and then maybe, like, something wintry. Oh, so what are you thinking for wintry? Like, I was honestly thinking, like... Uh, snow angel. Oh, hi, snow angel. Oh my god, stupid. Well, hey, hey, listeners out there, what do you want? What do you, what would you like? I got be called. Yes. (laughs) How you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. No. (laughs) This is just fair warning. This episode's gonna be an interesting one. We're, we're just gonna jump into it, but this is gonna be realistic at its finest. Very realistic at its finest. (laughs) So, I would love to follow up with you about meeting your man's parents. Uh, How did that go? Good. Actually, it went really good. I'm happy it went as good as it went and definitely feeling relieved. Mm. His parents are very relaxed. That's nice. Yeah, very relaxed. Like, we did, like, we did meeting over, like, a, a over pizza. So, it's like we did... They do pizza night like every Friday, and we Aww, ended up yeah. I love that. So we ended up doing pizza night. They do two nights a week. That's like their family time. So it's like Friday nights their pizza night, where it's just kind of like the intimate family, like brother, sister, mom, dad. That's it. And then they do Sunday night dinners, where it's like the rest of the family. Like they'll invite whoever from you know other parts of the family and yada yada yada. And I was like. I was like, I don't think I'm ready for the big one. Can we just, like, start with the little one? Because, like, even that feels overwhelming at this point. I know. I think you got my pep talk too late. Oh, you did. You definitely came in so late, but I was like, listened to it while I was in bed, and I was like, I love you. I love you. This I is tried, great. I tried to get it as soon as I came through, but I, I think I was way too late. I you was were, like, right there. Yeah, I was literally, like, I, my nerves didn't hit me until I got off the highway. I was fine driving all the way there. I was like, I'm so excited. This is going to be fun. We're going to have pizza. Da, 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 da. And then it was like, I got off the highway and I was like, oh my God, I'm meeting his parents. What if I fuck up? Like, what if, what if they don't like me? Like, oh my God, everything that you could possibly think of just like ran through my fucking head. Did and you uh, curb your sailor mouth? No. And you know why I didn't? They started they with the freaking swearing and I was like, beautiful. Yes. These are my people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was, like, exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, okay, wow. But I had, like, a lot of anxiety about it the night before. I freaking cried my eyes out the night before. I know. It was just anxiety, and I sent myself into a massive panic attack, and I was like, what are we doing? Why is this happening? I don't like this. What what was your anxiety about? Was it, like, it wasn't going to go well? Uh, It wasn't even so much about, like, the meeting his parents. It was, like, an interaction between him and I. And he was like, just don't dress fancy. Like, it's a casual dinner. Like, and that gave me triggers for a past relationship where my Mm. ex had always been like, well, you need to wear a bra around my family. Like, you can't have more than two drinks. Like, all of these things that were very... With a lot of limitations. Yeah, a lot of limitations. And it was always like... Don't really be yourself. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, we had had the conversation last episode of, like, just be yourself. Go in there. So, like, I was fully prepared to do that. And then he was trying to just preface, like, I know Fridays is your day to get super fancy and get dressed up and, like, all that stuff. But, like, it's casual. It's dinner. Like, don't come overdressed. It was his only point. And 
my brain took that as in like he's saying these things to me in order to critique the way I'm going to be in front of his family. Hmm. And I knew that that wasn't true, but like there was no stopping my brain once it got rolling at two in the morning. So I just crashed for like an hour. You're just like sitting up at night and your brain just won't turn off. Mm -hmm. That's when I count the sheep. I'm like, I cannot think of anything except I'm counting back from 100. I'm like 99. Okay, line it up with my breath. Look, a sheep went over the fence. Okay, 90. (laughs) Like I really have to get visual on it or I will be up all night just worrying about the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was up for like an hour just crying and I was like, fuck. And then I realized and recognized because we had talked about like, you know, I'm very much like in, I think we talked about it in difficult conversations that when it comes to like arguments and stuff like that, I'm very like, sometimes I need to take a step back and like approach the conversation with like a piece of paper. And I'm actually remembering in this moment that we didn't have that talk, but that, that was going to be a difficult conversation for me to be like, Hey, you, you can't necessarily say those things because like, that's a huge trigger for me. Like you saying, don't come too fancy was like, major flashbacks to you know my ex who was very like don't be yourself like around my parents sort of thing I wasn't around allowed to swear even though everyone else in their house swore and things like that like they would count how many times I would swear and like oh my god okay wait I'm so glad that ended (laughs) (laughs) I mean I can kind of like if I'm playing devil's advocate even for a moment I can kind of understand because like I know a lot of people have negative connotations still around like cannabis use Mm. and like that thing and people like oh i don't want my parents to know that you smoke or whatever right like i'm very open about it doesn't matter like Mm -hmm. you come as you are right i would do the same for you um but that type of limitation just it already feels like an uncomfortable situation you haven't even shown up yeah and it was those things that i didn't know those were expectations like walking into the night of meeting the parents or hanging out with my ex's parents but like then he would pull me aside, like, middle of the night and be like, hey, so, like, I don't really like that you're doing this, so, like, can you kind of stop? I don't know how to stop being who I am. I'm like... Also, can we talk about this later when we're not here? Like, right. to bring you aside in the middle of, like, a dinner situation yep. or, like, a get-together? Yeah. It would be like we'd wrap up dinner and be like, can I speak to you for a minute outside? And I'm like, okay. Oh, my God. Oh, even the words. Right, just... right. And like, of course. Creepy crawly. Of course. Like, and I'm not... Like, I have anxiety, but I'm not someone who is super, like, a super anxious person. So... Hearing those words, I'm like, what's going on? What was just it, happened? What? Was it, like, in front of their parents? It was in front, but it never was, like, loud enough for them to hear. Oh, okay. I was like, that would be even more cringy, like, to say, yeah. like, can I speak to you outside? Yeah, it was never... It was always, like, he'd come up behind me and be like, babe, I need to speak to you outside. I'm like, okay. And then he'd say to his parents, oh, we'll be right back. And we'd, like, step outside. It happened every single time we ever hung out with his parents. There was always an issue. Like, always an issue. It sounds like he couldn't even be real with his parents. That led him to treat you in the same fashion. Yeah. So that became a huge trigger in this... Understandably so, though. (laughs) In this new relationship. And I, like, explained that. And I was like... I said that I had cried because I was so, like, nervous about tonight. And he was like, why did you cry? What's wrong? You want to talk about it? Like, oh, my God, babe. And I'm like... I cannot speak about that right now because if we talk about that right now, I'm going to like, I'm going to lose my shit because I already have a lot of anxiety walking into this night Mm -hmm. and like 
you can't ask me that question right now. We can talk about it later, like, when the night is finished, and I will open up about it, but, like, we can't speak about that right now. And he's like, okay, I'm going to ask you later. I'm like, that's fine. We can talk about it because we need to talk about it, but, like, not right now. Not before I meet your parents. (laughs) Did you guys talk about it after? Yeah, we did. We definitely talked about it after, and it was very much like, he's like, babe, I don't know who that fuckhead was, but... I would never. Twat waffle. Yeah, twat waffle, my favorite word. My favorite (laughs) word. Um, He's like, I would never have restrictions around what you're going to do in front of my parents. Like, I don't think that that's necessary. I think Mm -hmm. you're, you're a good person. And I think if my parents can accept you as who you are and what you bring to the table, like, then that's a conversation that I can have with my parents. Because, like this is something I'm looking to sustain long-term. So, like, I'm not going to not have your back. Yeah, I don't see how, like, it corresponds long-term either. Mm -hmm. Because you're just going to continue to be fake if you're setting limitations. And, like, you're getting to know the person, but your parents aren't truly getting to know that person. So, like, you're hiding those things. Like, how is that going to work out? Like, what happens when you have children? Are you going to be like hey, kids, you can't do this and that in front of grandpa and grandma. Right, right. So, yeah, it was very much, it was, like, a relief to kind of, like, walk into the situation and know, like, I knew who his parents, like, I knew the type of people his parents were, but I obviously didn't know them. I hadn't met them. But, I mean, they raised a good guy, so, like, I can't. I was going to, that's exactly what I said in my pep (laughs) talk. I was like, that man has sounded wonderful from everything you've been saying, like, his parents raised him, so you know they're good people. Yeah, yeah, and they, they are. Oh, my God. And they, they're hard workers, too. Like, she gets up at work for at 2.30 and 3 o'clock in the morning to go to work. Ooh-hoo. They're in bed by, like, 7.30 every night. <laughs> so, like, dinner was at 5, but, like, they were in bed by, like, 7.15. They were like, good night. It was so lovely to meet you. And, like, that was, like, a small relief for me because I was expecting like to be, longer. like, get there around five and like be there until nine, ten o'clock having like interaction with these people and I was already like but I was glad it was kinda of shortened because even at the end of like seven thirty because of like my anxiety, my nervousness and things like that, I was like maxed out and even even the guy I'm seeing was like, You're not very tatty, babe, are you okay? And I was like, I have reached max capacity. I'm just, I have nothing to say because I, I, I'm genuinely burnt out. And he was like, wow, I don't think I've ever really seen you like this. You're usually very like, and I was like, I don't have it in me right now. Like I, that was a lot of stress. Like my body was just like, oh my God. So it's almost like you had like a date, like a coffee date with his parents instead of like the actual dinner yeah. <laughs> that we talked about in right. one of the previous episodes. Right. So it was, it was like. You know, and there was something that, like, he had said. He's like, you know, I think when you get to meet people for the first time, anything over, like, two hours, two and a half hours gets to be a bit much. Because then, like, things can get kind of weird, especially for a first meeting. Like, you kind of want to, like, glaze over topics when you first meet. Talk about your job. Talk about, like, your interests and your hobbies and things like that. Small talk. Right. Kind of. Exactly. He's like, do the small talk things. But anything, like, more than, like, two and a half hours can start to be a little bit more... It can get kind of in-depth and really personal and things like that. And, like, you don't necessarily want that on, like, a first meeting. And he had said this before I even met his parents. He was, like, meeting my cousin. Um, you, there was a photo of you at your, I think it was your nephew's birthday party. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they're so adorable. And they met the fam. Like, I yeah. saw your dad. And 
and everything. I was like, yeah, they're so cute. Yeah. Yeah, my mom took a really great picture of the two of us. Very like, candid. Then, yeah, very candid. Him and I were just like literally like I was saying something and he's like just looking at me and smiling and I'm like, I love this photo so much. Like so much. <laughs> Because it is. It's very, like, candid. We're both just looking at each other and talking and just, like, that was it. Smiling and having a good time. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Like, thanks, Mom. She's like, you're welcome. I I thought you might like that. And I was like, yeah, of course I like that. Are you kidding me? Like, candid photos. Like, who doesn't love a nice, good, candid photo? I know. I think people should take more candid photos. I feel like we're always like, say cheese. Here's that forced smile. Mm-hmm. Like, get the, get the little moments. Mm-hmm. Those are the best memories. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I just spilled tea for, like, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. So what is... Do you have any tea for us this week? Um, well, I did go to a wedding last night. I was... I was so proud of myself. I tied my man's tie. Yeah, <laughs> it was a Trinity baby. knot. It was very, it looked very dashing. Mm-hmm. And then I matched my dress. And That's awesome. it was a, it was a good time. Um, but last couple of weeks, I actually have been kind of sick. I know I threw it on the Instagram, but I had a nasty little upper respiratory infection. So I was just down for the count. And like, that kind of started to affect me. I am not the type of person to just take downtime, especially for myself, let alone for an entire week. Like, I went to work Monday morning, and I had to leave halfway through the day because I just was not feeling good. I couldn't even manage, like, general work and focusing. And then I was out the entire rest of the week. And I actually... I think I gave her what I had last week. I don't know what it was, but it was it was not Nasty. great. And it was worse than yours. Yeah, I, it was way worse than mine. Yeah, so I had to... I was all negative, but I got tested for COVID. I got tested for pneumonia, uh, flu. I had to I'm get chest... I'm glad you got tested for all those, Yeah, too. I got chest x-rays. Um, but it was just something nasty that held me down. And I cried last week, too. <laughs> so um, I just... I well, isn't the wait. Hold on, isn't the moon wasn't it like a full moon recently? Oh so yeah, like, oof, that's probably why. It's probably why we were crying. The planets are in Gatorade, and uh, <laughs> the, bo- the pug has no bones. <laughs> I didn't fully understand the whole like pug has no bones thing, and then I like had to go. I was like, is that that video I saw on TikTok like a couple days ago? And I'm like, then I logged onto TikTok that day, and everyone's like, so it's a no bones day, so like everything is just fucked, and I'm like. Okay, so people are actually using this now. Okay, it's, cool. It's a real thing. Like, I, I originally saw the for one of the first videos, mm-hmm. and I wasn't interested because I was like, it's like a 13-year-old little dog, and they're mm-hmm. checking. I was like, not just like, it made me kind of sad, so I like was like not interested, and then I it just kept popping up, and I was like, okay, this has to be something. Yeah. So I like actually looked at it, and I was like, oh, that's actually kind of cute. Like, it just pretty much like if you have a... If, the dog has a bones day it means it's gonna be a good day like treat yourself go out do the fun things and like if it's a no bones day like take a relaxation day yeah um but yeah say no i do think that the planets were in retrograde or something when i was sick it was just bad omens (laughs) um but i cried because i was just really frustrated at myself for the fact that i couldn't get out of bed Mm. i was pretty much stuck on the couch Mm. all that entire week i had I got six supplies that Monday after I left work, and then, like, I didn't leave. <laughs> I didn't leave the house. Um, As you saw in our, our picture last week or the week before. Yeah, she I was, was definitely very, hiding under the blanket. Yeah, very under under the weather. 
Um, so I, I just like cried and it was like an overall just like I'm frustrated at myself and also I just like hate the societal norm that like you need to be at work. You should always be at work. You can't take a sick day. Um, like you should go back to work as soon as possible, even if you're not feeling the best. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, my job has been very understanding, and like they kept checking in on me, like, "Hi, are you okay?" Like my coworker even just like reached out to me, and I was like, "Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I'm so that's so kind of you." Um, but I was just like frustrated with the fact that work is that way, and I can't pay my bills if I don't go to work. Mm-hmm. And I am always really stressed about that. Like, if I'm not being productive, my bills aren't getting paid. Mm-hmm. And that's a real thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't know where that started. <laughs> but, like, I have a, I do have a big thing with productivity. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm not doing something, I feel like I'm lazy somehow. Mm-hmm. I totally understand. <laughs> I totally get it. Because, like, that's why I side hustle like all the time like I'm coming home from work I just work a 10 hour day four days a week and I come home and then I'm in the office from you know 6 30 7 o'clock at night to 10 o'clock at night and every night like it doesn't matter what day it is it doesn't matter what I did for work it's always like every night Monday through Thursday if I'm not being productive after work and if I like come home and all I want to do is like go watch a movie or go be like just go be lazy like literally just that feeling I'm like it doesn't feel good, so I'm not going to do it, so I'm just going to go do something else, which I don't think is good for our mental health as a whole. No, and, like, I, even the fact that I call myself lazy when I am taking downtime, I mean, I did come from retail, so that is always a go, go, go. I was standing up on my feet all day, and then, like, you know, doing longer hours. I was management, so I was always there past closing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just on to the next day, and then I'd have, like, a couple days off, but then I'd be cleaning the house or running errands, getting groceries, and it, like, just became a lot. But when I moved to the job I have now, I actually started taking a lot of downtime. I felt, like, really exhausted for some reason, mm. which that scared me alone. I was like, why am I such a potato? Like, mm. what the heck is wrong with me? But it's the fact that I went from standing around all day and doing stuff to, like, sitting at an office. Yeah. And, like, yeah. that is exhausting in itself because you're not moving around. You're just staring at a computer. But then I was, like, going home and doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have found more of a balance now. But even on my weekends, like, Sunday is usually, like, my clean day. But, like, the first half of the day I'm trying to relax. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, wait, I should be doing something. I should be doing something. Why am I not doing something? Mm -hmm. And, like, you think there's something wrong with you, but really you're not. It's not. There's nothing wrong with not being at 100% full throttle 24-7. And I think society has very much made us feel like we need to be on, like, 24-7. I know. You texted me during that week, and you were just like, it's fine. Like, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry I'm not working on, like, the post or the podcast. And, like, sh- you're like, girl, take a break. I'm like, <laughs> please, you're sick. Can you please sleep? Like, go back to bed. Like, go watch a movie. Like, goodbye. I don't know. We don't need to have a conversation about anything. And that was the worst part. I couldn't even sleep because I was so stressed about my job, paying my bills, the podcast, like, anything else that mm-hmm. wasn't taking care of me. Right. So I had to, like, take a step back and be like, okay, it's fine to take care of myself. Well, that's kind of what I've been dealing with. Um, do you feel like that started somewhere for you? I would say, like, flashbacks to childhood of just being, like, not having the opportunity to be lazy and just being like, oh, you need to go outside. You need to, like, go run with the kids in the neighborhood. Like, go do go do something. It was always, like, you know, almost an 
this isn't like a, a play on my parents or anything like that. Not It's not like a down yeah. thing, but just like the best way they knew how to distract a child was to say, you need to go play. You need to like go outside. You need to go have fun. You need to like go play with your your cousins. Like, oh, whatever. You need to, you know, oh go gosh, outside. I'm getting like, flashbacks. Like, <laughs> you're just like saying this and I'm just getting like flashbacks of, like I said, it has nothing to do with like our parents. I think it's just like how society was back then. And absolutely. It was, what was the big thing? It was like, if you're too sick to go to school, you're too, too sick to like watch TV, else. play video games or something. And it's like, what am I going to do home at home all day? Like, right. I was sitting there trying to watch, like, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Animal Planet. I was an Animal Planet lady, so Animal Planet was my go-to when I was sick. Laying on the couch, the bucket always next to me, the, the what's the, the thermometer behind me, and a nice old big jug of fucking ginger ale or orange juice, and then just sit there and watch my Animal Planet. But yeah, like I think it stemmed a lot just from the fact of like my parents always wanting to be like, oh, you shouldn't be outside. You should go do this. You should go do that. And it was it was never like a play on them as parents. It was just like that's what they knew. So they just did what they knew. And I think like it stems from that simply because it's like those are formative years. So like when you're taught that like you should always be on or you should be outside, you should always be going, you should do whatever. It's like those moments that you're sick. And you're told you're not, like, oh, if you're too sick to go to school, you're too sick to watch TV or whatever. It's always like, okay, so if I'm so sick, like, I shouldn't even be watching TV. Like, I shouldn't even be doing anything else. It's almost like you get a consequence. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you got sick, now you can't do things. Like, oh, okay, I didn't realize I was going to get a punishment because I got sick somehow, not from my own doing. Not from me being like, hi, um, yeah, you, cough on me. Cough on me. Cough on me. I want to be sick this week, okay, cough on me. Like, even when Alyssa was here, like, recording for the last episode, I was very much like, are you sure you want to, like, get in the closet and record? Because, like, I'm sick. Like, I don't want to get you sick. And she's like, babe, we've got to record. And I'm like, I mean, like, I recognize that, but, like, we could wait a few days. Maybe this will go away. And she was like, no. Like, I'm here. We're just going to record. It's okay. Yeah. And I'm like, what if I get you sick? Da, da, da. Like, those were all things running through my own head. And I'm like, I mean, sure enough, I did end up, you did end up sick. But it's like. It wasn't even on my mind, though. I was like, I'm vaccinated. Like, I don't think you're going to give me anything. And, like, I do have a, a terrible immune system just generally. But, like, I don't normally get people's colds or anything. Mm. I tend to get, like, sinus infections, which is not contagious. Right. So I was like, no, it's fine. Like, we gotta do what we gotta do. Let's go. Yeah, like, you didn't even think twice about it. And, like, I think it's just crazy that in those formative years of being told, like, you're not allowed to do X because you're sick, or you're not allowed to do Y because you're sick, like, translates so well into our adult lives. And I don't mean well in, like, a good way. I just mean, like, it transfers so heavily into our adult lives to be, like, this constant nature of always needing to be, like, on. Always, like, we need to be machines. Like, we are not allowed to be... Children? Humans. Humans. <laughs> like, we're, we're meant to work 24-7, and, like, that's not realistic. Like, we're not machines. Yeah, and, I mean, even, like, the, the things that I said with good intent, like, I remember, like, one of my parents used to say, like, oh, you know, you should go outside, get some fresh air, like... I do acknowledge that that is sometimes good for me when, like, I've been cooped up all day just to get yeah. out and get some fresh air or whatever, move around. But, like, if I'm on my deathbed, I'm, what are the odds I'm going outside? Like, yeah. that's not going to be doing anything for me except me catching a sickness or a cold or something even worse. Right, right. So. Do you feel like it stemmed anywhere for you? Do you feel like, like, 
do you feel like what I'm saying is very relatable? Absolutely. I think it'd be relatable to a lot of people. Um, I mean, we grew up in the 90s, mm-hmm. so maybe it was just something around that time. But I think that is probably, like, if I had to relate it back to something, now that you say that, I think that probably would be, I mean, I also had chores and stuff, so that probably played a factor, too. Like, I was doing things while I <laughs> was a child, mm-hmm. um, but I I just try to remember to be gentle myself now. Like, yeah. That That's more what I'm worried about, because it does affect me and my thinking mm-hmm. now more often. Yeah. Like, I didn't think too much about it as a child. Absolutely. You don't, because you're just in the moment of growing up, and you, yeah, you, don't you think, know you your don't par- think twice about it. Yeah, and you think your parents know best, just because they're your parents, like... Yeah, but now, like I said, I have little crying fits, and I'm like, I don't, I can't go to work, but I can't pay my bills, and I don't have any PTO, and da, 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 and you just... You, it's, it's a spiral. <laughs> it's like a rabbit hole. You just, like, continue to go down and, like, beat yourself up about being sick, which is, like, the worst thing you yeah. can do while you're sick. That, that was, like, being a little worrywart, and I was, I was like, oh my gosh, what I get, what if I get fired, and, like, like, I had to get sat down and just say, like... We will take care of this. It's going to be fine. Even if you don't have a paycheck this week, like, make it work. (laughs) Yeah, we'll figure it out. Like, and that's why, like, I like our friendship so much because when one of us is down and out for the count, like, the other one's right there to just be like, okay, you do you, boo. I got it. Like, even if it's a, you're taking a mental health day or you're taking the moment to just relax and, like, you're sick, like, whatever it is. The, uh, like, we're always, we always leave that open space and we talk about that a lot. Like, just leaving space for the other person. So, like, I love that the days that you don't have it in you, I pick it up. And the days I'm like, I don't care today. And you're like, I got it, baby. I got it. I handled it. Like, last Friday, I was not feeling like doing any posting. And this this lovely lady just, like, was like, all right, so I got X, Y, and Z, da, 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 here. Like, we want to look over it. And I was like, it looks great. I don't even care. She was like, okay, great. I'll post it. I was like, beautiful. Love you. Great. Yeah, and I don't take any of that stuff personally either. No. Like, I understand people have varying moods or maybe they're just not up to that situation. So it's like, okay, I'm gentle with myself. I should be gentle with others. Absolutely. Like, especially when you're down or, like, just not feeling it. Yeah. I'm going to plug uh, the fact that I'm, like, writing a little book right now called uh, Be Gentle With Yourself. So that's coming hopefully 2022. That's my, my overall plan. But yes. I'm going to plug. I'm plug, just gonna, plug, plug. I'm just going to plug the book real quick. Um so be gentle with yourself by me, Jocelyn, coming in 2022. <laughs> but I think you guys are starting to understand what uh, the theme of this week's episode is, is being productive. Um, that's really like what we're trying to get at here. I think last week with you being sick was a great segue into this episode. Literally, I know we pre kind of pre-planned this episode, but it couldn't have come at a better time. Absolutely. Because Actually, what happened is, is while I was sick and I couldn't sleep, I was chilling and scrolling on TikTok, and little did I know that I would come across a video about productivity, and I was able to write up my own show notes for this week, so I was you like... You wrote pretty much our show notes for this week, so thank you. No, I was no, like... No, don't, don't knock yourself. You had some really good points in here. <laughs> I loved the Instagram post that related, actually, mm. to childhood, which I didn't realize until I you just said it again. Yeah. Do you want to throw that one out? Sure. Um, so the Instagram post says, finding shame and relaxing is a trauma response. You're not more worthy of love as a result of working yourself sick and preach and i think i I don't i think i sent this to you before you had gone sick right i believe so and then you got sick and it was just a great way for that reminder to be like hey this is true 
just because I'm sick doesn't mean that I'm any less worthy of taking space for myself and also like I'm no less worthy of love yeah I think as caretakers too like I am very much a caretaker person mm-hmm. Same. I am on the last of the list so yeah. you just it's like sent that over to me and I was like and I like finally like let out a breath and I was like I can take care of myself. Mm-hmm. We can take care. We can take the space to take care of ourselves. Even if we got fired right now, I will figure it out. I can find another job. I can do whatever we need to until that happens. My bills will get paid. I, I will, will sort it, it out. out. <laughs> I say that all the time. That's like one of my biggest phrases to myself when I'm always like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Da, 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 da. Like I'm running short on money this week. I'm always like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're letting your brain kind of run with things, which it does, and that's okay. But I think catching it and being like, take a deep breath, you'll figure it out, Pam. If you got to ask somebody to borrow 20 bucks to put gas in your tank, then you got to ask until you can get to payday. And then guess what? you got plenty of people that will take care of you like that. Yeah. And that's okay to have to ask and lean on people as much as, like, we grew up not feeling like that as those characters. I was going to say, I need it. I always need that reminder. That's why I'm very appreciative of you and like the support group around me because people will remind me because I do often feel like, like a burden, even if I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh no, like no one should be taking care of me. I need to be taking care of you. Like, what can I do for you out on my deathbed? I was like that TikTok <laughs> video. It's what like hyper independence is a trauma response to feeling like as a child, no one took care of you and you took care of everyone else. And I was like, I feel sorry, attacked. <laughs> sorry, sit down. I don't like you right now. I mean, I understand, but like, I don't like you right now. <laughs> And I think that just, it's, it's so true because, because we're caretakers, like you said, we fall to the bottom of the list. So actually I kind of have like a question around that for your self-care routine. Do one, do you have one? Yes. I think it could probably be better, but I think mine's kind of like unconventional when I consider self-care. I think when people, at least a lot of females, when they think of self-care, it's like, I put a a little face mask on, maybe get a massage or get my nails done. Like take a bath, have a glass of wine. For me, it's either like a decompression where I can sit down and like maybe watch a new anime or something like that, which I did recently. Or um, just take a post. It's up there if you want to watch it. It was such a good episode. It comes out weekly. Oh, Comey can't communicate, which. Obviously, comes oh right up my alley. <laughs> it is about a girl who is in high school, but she doesn't know how to communicate. She's so socially anxiety ridden, um, and this guy takes the time to actually communicate with her how mm. she wants to communicate. So I thought it was a great first episode, and I can't wait for the next one. That's awesome. Um, but like, as far as my self care, I also take the time to like when I'm getting ready. So like, mine's like a mm. more like a daily. Mm-hmm. So. I don't consider myself high maintenance, but I will take my time to, like, have a cute makeup look or maybe a little spend extra time with my outfit and, like, I take care of myself there because if I'm wearing something or, like, looking nice, I feel better. Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. Like, I get my nails done every other week, but, like, and I get myself Starbucks coffee. It's usually, like, I get myself Starbucks coffee, like, once a week. That's, like, my my max. I mean, it is expensive because, you know, a girl needs a venti and we like all of the extras. Okay. Like extra espresso shots, like all the extras. But I am very much in the same sense of you that like, I try for myself daily to at least wash my face. And I know that seems so minute and it's like four minutes, but it's one thing that like 
makes me feel better about my day. And like every Friday is my day to like get dressed up and get fancy as oh. like what I call, I call it fancy Fridays. Um, <laughs> I, cause I, don't, I don't work on Fridays. Like I don't work my, my full-time job. I work at home. So I'm like, but if I get all fancied up on Friday, then like, and then I go get my nails done and I get a little Starbucks coffee. Like I feel like a bad bitch. Okay. And it makes me feel better. And just yeah. that one day of like, Today I wore a suit, and guess what? We feel fly, and it's like, oh, wow. Just that, like you said, you take the extra time, the little extra time to, like, pick out a nice outfit because it makes you feel better. It's like doing that for myself once a week is that exact thing. Like, I don't have, like, because I can't wear nice clothes. I'm a nanny. Like, I have children. (laughs) Nice clothes are not an option. But that one day a week to just, like, take that 20 extra minutes to figure out what do I actually want to wear today. Not yeah. that I have to wear because I know I can't wear a nice outfit. So, like, yeah. what does that look like? I, I mean, I came from retail again, so I had different jobs that had uniforms, so I wasn't able to pick it out. But, like, I do. I love fashion. And so, like, taking that time daily and, like you said, skincare. Mm. I will sit there for the extra five minutes to give myself a little face massage, rubbing around the eyes, the temples. Like You'll be proud of me. I got a little rose quartz. Um... A roller? Yeah, I got a little roller. Oh, my God. You got to put it in the freezer. I know. I know. We don't have a lot of room in our freezer right now. It's pretty stocked full of just junk we need to eat, but I will. It's in my bottom drawer, though. It's in my little self-care drawer. It's where, like, all of my patches are and things like that. And actually, I think I talked about this on my page this week about the fact that, like, because I got sick, I haven't been taking the space for my self-care because my mental status has been really foggy. So when I have the opportunity to work, I'm just like, I have to work. Like when I feel like I can work, I, I need to do that. So I've been working a lot and then I'm, I've fallen back into old habits of doing my self care routine while I work. I do think it's hard. I mean, I even dropped, like I said, I do skincare and stuff and I dropped skincare while I was sick because I just physically couldn't and I wasn't feeling up to it. Mm -hmm. And again, I wasn't doing makeup, obviously, or anything, Mm -hmm. but like I, during those times, I try to like substitute it. Maybe like I'll look on Amazon or something for like a little outfit or like a little piece that I might like and just like pick up there or maybe... You know, I get my favorite kind of soup. Like, even if it's just something mm. little, just to give myself that, like, spark mm-hmm. of joy and self-care when I don't feel up to it. Yeah, when you're not feeling that, like, being productive and being on, you're just like, what's that one little thing that I can do that will give me, like, a mental boost in the self-care realm? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would like to pause and take a short break, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back, pumpkins. Uh, we are going to get into the overview, the meat of this episode, which is being productive. Uh, Joss, do you want to give like the actual definition of productivity for just in case anyone? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got this definition from uh, Merriam-Webster. Uh, they say that like they define productive, productive. Oh my God, words as having the quality or power of producing especially in abundance or yielding results, benefits, or profits. Does that Um, line up with your definition personally? I think in some ways, yes, and I think in other ways, no. Um, Because I don't necessarily believe that doing more makes you more productive. I think you can do work in abundance in two hours 
that someone else says that it took them two days to do because they weren't as productive, like they weren't as focused, I guess is probably a better word than productive. Um, but I feel like it doesn't have to be so narrow minded and that, especially cause I, it's the second part that I think I'm really like struggling with. Yes. I like, is I like the, especially in abundance. Yeah. I like the, <laughs> having the quality or power of producing results, benefits, or profits. Like I think that's a good phrase, like a good definition, but I think the, especially in abundance or yielding, I think is, it's like I a think, lot. I think that, I mean, Miriam Webster always tries to bring like the actual definition of how people are using it. So right. like my personal definition of productive and productivity, it to an extent is getting things done. Right. But I also feel productive when I am focused and tasks are coming easily to mm-hmm. me. Like when I am able to do things, it doesn't matter really the quantity at that point. It's like, I feel like I'm getting things even if it's just one task done Mm -hmm. so are you like do you feel like you're very much like a check the list kind of person are you like i make a huge to-do list and then i just check it off um i love checklists (laughs) but i also fall into that wow i have so many checklists now that i never even get to the fact that i have it (laughs) and then i started a checklist like i will have a checklist for everything so i I just stopped. I had to, like, mm. acknowledge that checklists are great, but they don't always get things done. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people have things that they struggle with or just don't have um, habits or ways of doing things that work successfully for them. Um, but I actually really enjoyed it because that's where I learned um, the five-minute, what what time do I have mm-hmm. to do things? And yeah, like, and I love that. When you ever told me about that, I was like, oh, my God, that's a great concept like I have five minutes right now like what can I get done and I'm always like wow yeah I could get so many things done if I like kind of prefaced myself with that because it's like you you give yourself a minute almost yeah and like I think I when I was checklist Kathy over there like (laughs) I was very much like okay I need to get the entire kitchen deep clean today Um. and like I would feel disappointed in myself that I didn't get that done or like something else happened and I was like oh I got pulled away like I can't believe I didn't get it done another day but like looking and completing tasks off of what time I have or energy Mm is really beneficial to me because I can say, oh, I have five minutes, let me sweep the floor, or I'm not really feeling like cleaning today, but I can probably manage a couple of dishes. Mm -hmm. And then just working off of that, and a lot of times what happens is, like, when I have larger amounts of time, even I'm like, I'm going to do a five-minute task, it kind of gets the ball rolling for me, and then I can complete more things and and be able to actually check my checklist. Mm. Yeah, no, I love love that. Like, when you ever introduced that to me, I was kind of like... Well, that's stupid. And then I was like, is it stupid because it's a good idea and you just don't like the fact that it would, might actually make you more productive? Or, like, is it stupid because, like, you don't understand it? Like, I had to take that that pause and kind of, like, understand, like, where that was coming from. And I was like, no, that's actually a really good idea. It's actually, like, a really good idea. Because, like you said, and I think the biggest part for me is, like, how much energy do I have right now? Because I'm someone that easily, I'll hit max capacity. And once I've hit max capacity, like, I'm done. My brain has shut off. I'm checked out. I, I, I have nothing left. Like, I, I'm at max capacity. And I explained that to you, and you were like, I didn't even know. Like, we, yeah. it was, like, before an episode last week, we always, before or after, we always, like, sit down and, like, 
kind of brainstorm, talk about a lot of things, you know, and I very much was like, yeah, we were trying to sit down and like put our posting schedule together. And I was very much just like, hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, that sounds good. Yep. Good. Mm -hmm, great. Yep. Got it. And you were like, all right, yeah, da, da, da. and you're like, yeah, I just, you were like, I just thought you were tired. And I was like, no, I was like genuinely checked the fuck out. Like I was so max capacity. That's when it's like, okay, I'm feeling max capacity. What can I do to like give myself a little bit back? Because that's, there's actually a book I'm reading right now um, called One Thing. I don't know who it's by specifically, um, but they talk a lot about willpower. Mm. And you only have so much willpower for a day, which plays a lot into like being productive, right? Like, Absolutely. You only have so much willpower. And I didn't. This isn't even show notes. I'm going off the top of my brain right now. Um, I'm, I'm living so, for it, so keep going. I, um, and he, he, like, the book talks about, like, you only have so much willpower for a day, but, like, if you use your willpower productively and when you start to feel yourself losing willpower, you take a break right there instead of pushing yourself to keep going your willpower will raise itself back up. It's like oh. replenishes itself. I think that also goes into that, what is it, the animal habit thing, that, the quiz I told you about. Mm, so it yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. oh, you're a wolf, you're a bear, you're whatever. But it was like, everyone has a different schedule. Like, mm -hmm. I am not a morning person. I am. <laughs> I don't like doing anything in the morning. I, I'm like, don't speak to me. I Until to 9 a.m. <laughs> I need to sit and do my stuff, and then I will come to you when I'm ready. And then, like, I get a little... I'm, like, really productive, like, mid-morning to afternoon, but then I get a lull, like, right before dinner time, like, into the evening, but then I get really productive again, like, later in the night, mm -hmm. where, like, you have a different schedule entirely. Yeah, like, I'm, like, in up at, like, 4, 4.30, 5 a.m. kind of person, and, like, I hit my lull usually, like, mid-morning. Like, by noon, I'm, like... I'm like, oh my God, if I don't eat something, if I don't get caffeine in my system, if I don't do a workout, if I don't like take 20 to 30 minutes and sometimes I have to take like an hour, if I don't take that time, like I'm not getting anything done the rest of the day, Spe especially if I try to power through, I'll get maybe another hour's worth of work done. And then the rest of the day I'm spent trying to replenish that willpower that I should have just taken a break with. Well, and I think that understanding your, how, what works best for you as far as your schedule is why this is, this tip works so well mm -hmm. because you're able to say, oh, I do have the energy right now. What can I do? Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love the, like, it's not so much just about the amount of time. It's also about like the amount of energy. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I have five minutes right now, but like how much energy do I have to like complete a task? Uh None. Okay, I'm going to go sit down. This is not in the show notes. I know that. <laughs> I I was doing this like this tip already, but I really took it to a whole nother level when I saw another video that was like, okay, I don't remember to brush my teeth. Mm, I'm so bad at that. I don't know why. Best tip I ever got. Just brush your teeth whenever you remember. And they're like, oh, aren't you not supposed to do it at morning and night? And, and it's like, yeah, but doing it at any point is better than not doing it at all. And I have, mm. that does relate back to one of the tips, okay. um, which is... Lay it on me. I always, I'm always here for like good tips. You don't have to be a perfectionist. Sometimes getting the task done half-assed is better than not at all. <sighs> so I started implementing that and I would be like in the bathroom, like whether I'm doing my skincare or something, or like I just got up to pee from the couch and I'd be like, oh, I, I should brush my teeth. And so I started brushing my teeth and like, just whenever. Yeah. Like, it'd be, like, 7 o'clock, but, like, at least I'm getting the plaque and, and tartar, like, off of my teeth. From whatever. So that it's not sitting there, like, because I am that person that will just fall asleep wherever. Yeah, she, literally. <laughs> she will sleep, unless it's in the car. 
No, I fell asleep on the school bus. You can't count that out. Okay, all right, all right. That's true. We did have that talk. I forgot about that. So, yeah, I. it's better than me falling asleep and not brushing my teeth at all. Aww. At least I'm getting that buildup taken care of. I'm not waking up with as terrible breath in the morning, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, like, I'm sure my dentist appreciates that. Right. But, like, that, once I started doing that, I was like, this makes so much sense. Wow, okay, oh, I see you. And it's funny that you say that, though, because you always say to me about my meditations you're like just do it when you have a minute like it doesn't have to be in the morning like why don't you just do it whenever you think about it or whenever you're like oh I got five minutes let me do it right now so it's like you were always telling me that for my meditations but you didn't have it applied to yourself in a way that felt productive or felt good yeah so I think I probably had it for other things I just didn't connect that until I saw that video and I was like wow light bulb hello Mm -hmm. um but I think that brings us into like another great tip which was the brain dump um this one came from Jennifer Lynn life on TikTok and I love her in our show notes too so you guys can find her I loved this because um the brain dump is pretty much you just take a piece of paper and you write down anything and everything that comes to mind you know maybe something you need from the grocery store a to-do list um things you need to remember i think a lot of times we're so focused on remembering to remember that thing that we got to do that like you can't move on to anything tangible because you're trying to remember that that's why honestly i love the reminders app in my phone I constantly, like, I'll be sending you a Snapchat and something pops into my brain while I'm mid-speaking. And then in the middle of my Snapchat, I'm like, remind me to do this at 6 p.m. Because it's like, okay, that's when I get out of work. And then I get home and I look at my reminders from the day that I set for myself. And I usually have, like, five or six in there that are just, like, stupid little things. Like, oh, print this. Oh, do that. Oh, like, make sure you switch over laundry. Oh, do this. Like, I love reminders simply for the factor of, like, reminding me to do the things that in the middle of the day, I'm going to forget yeah. to do. Yeah, and it lets you move on to, to the other tasks. Think about other things that you need to be doing or focusing on. Mm-hmm. So, like, you write out everything down, and then you can do that and put it into respective, you know, calendars, reminder apps, to-do lists, whatever yep. you need to do with it. Um, put it on the fridge, whatever works mm-hmm. for you. But I, I, I felt like I was doing it, but just not at one time. Mm. Like, I do the same thing. I'm like, yeah. oh, I need I need a toothpaste at the grocery store. Okay, let me add it on. I, I'm very digital, so I have all yeah. my apps, and I just put it into my respective apps yeah. right then and there, and, like, that's really helpful because I don't want to remember to bring my cell phone and my keys and my wallet, like, somewhere, or, like, I need my vaccination card or whatever. Like, I'm going to put it in my purse already. It's done. <laughs> yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's, like, a great little hack like brain dumping I always used brain dumping after my meditations because anything that like I felt like popped up in my meditation was always something that like was important because I was already like in a very restful state so I was like okay if it pops up when I'm in that sort of state then it's obviously something that is important to me and I need to take care of so I always as soon as I was done meditating I would write immediately afterwards I would just like like a brain dump just anything that came to my mind in the middle of that I would brain dump and if it felt like it was super important I'd like pause my meditation and like go write that down and I think you know I'm a mix of like digital and paper Mm -hmm. so I always have a notebook on me there's not a time you will find me without my notebook it's in my purse it's in my hands it's in my car like it's everywhere sticky notes again like 
very half and half. Like I'm very digital in the oh, sense I know. of like I've I seen like your my... computer with this digital sticky note. <laughs> hey, you should see my office wall right now, babe. It's got a ton of sticky oh, notes you just and my randomly co- on it. You and my coworker, <laughs> it's just plastered on her entire monitor. I'm like, okay, is that helpful for you? Yep. Okay, great. <laughs> I couldn't focus with it like on my monitor, which is why I like the digital sticky notes. Like, um, I have a Mac, so Mac has their own. Like that is part of it. They have sticky notes, and it's amazing it's like just things that like while I'm working if I if my notebook's not around which is very rare but or it's something that like I know I need to see when I open my computer it's right there in my sticky notes like it's I open it and the sticky notes are right on my background I don't have a fancy background wallpaper the craziest amount of like it's I have an app Mm. um, on my phone and then I do have the same type of app on my work computer but I have the most random freaking sticky notes, like names I liked, um, dogs, dog breeds that I wanted to get later in life. Like it is the most random fucking shit. Pizza orders, coffee orders, like it's so random. I agree. Mine is my notes app is. But so it's helpful because then I'm like, oh yeah, I wanted to buy that. Oh okay, great. It's right here, mm-hmm. and here's a link. Like, thanks, future, past me. I, I do that. I will mm-hmm. literally say, thanks, past me. Future me appreciates you. Yeah, or I'll be like, future me is going to love me later. Like, <laughs> I'm going to love me in a minute. So I totally, like, I wanted to understand that so much. I love that. So I think this kind of came around with you, but it also came up in my notes. Okay. Um, it was start with an easy task first so you get pumped. Oh. And then save the hard stuff for last when you're already feeling energized. Like, how many times do we start the hard task first? And See, then, and I'm, I'm like, the opposite. I want to get the first. And this, you had mentioned something about, like, setting your tasks up for, like, being easy and whatnot earlier in the episode. And I was like, oh, I want to talk about that. And then it was like, you kept going. And I was like, okay, I'll, maybe we can, like, come back to it. So I'm really glad you brought that up because I know for myself, I'm like, do the hard task first. Because once I get that hard task, I'm like... <laughs> baby i'm pumped right now i got that hard task is done i get to go and do all these other fun little things like let's go i get super pumped getting that first thing out of the way i definitely think there's two different types of people yeah (laughs) for sure (laughs) these are tips that like work for like me that i like Mm -hmm. and especially my everyday that i can utilize i think they're always going to be different for anybody yeah um, even between you and I, yeah. but like, so you, you approach the hard thing first, that way it's out of the way. Uh-huh. I think for me being a little potato, um, <laughs> I don't always have that willpower, power mm. just readily available. Um, so my slothy self just wants to be able to go and like clean the mirror. Mm. And then I'm like, heck yeah, I got the mirror clean. Oh, it looks so good. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, now we can do the kitchen sink, you know, the kitchen sink, and then Mm -hmm. I can, oh, the dishwasher needs to be emptied, and then, like, that, like, it does, and, like, that gets me going, and then the daunting task that I maybe didn't want to start seems more doable. Mm. Which is totally fair. I definitely feel like I'm, I have days of, I need to just do a bunch of small tasks because mentally I can't handle anything else. Like, I can't handle that big task, and sometimes I also, like, Put that big task off until the very end because I'm also like I think it's great I don't want to <laughs> we we both are like kind of yin and yin and yang we always very say that so. like you were high energy and I am very moderate to low energy <laughs> yeah I just like have an abundance of energy it's like the guy I'm seeing always says he's like you're you have this 
chaotic energy and I live for it because I just, I don't have that in me. I think that's why it works so well for us, especially. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get a lot of people like, oh my God, your voice is so soothing. You're so, you have a calming, Brandon said that. Mm -hmm. You (laughs) have a calming presence. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, you have a calming presence. And I was like, I do? Okay, (laughs) sure. I'll, I'll go with that. Like everything. It's just, like, calm and easygoing for me. Mm. So, like, that willpower is just not there all the time. Yeah. At work, it's a little better. Yeah. Do you think, though, that's because, like, you have to be better? Um, probably. I always have the, uh, someone's watching Mm -hmm. (laughs) type of thing. Like, that's fair. oh, you know, little (laughs) alpha dogs over watching my shoulder. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But I, I obviously, I know my boss, he's lovely person um is not over my shoulder thankfully i don't have a micromanager yeah i was like he's not a micromanager no but like that is the mindset i'm at work i Mm. think i should be productive at work i'm also away from my house Mm. oh my god can we talk about that yes we definitely can so great for me once i leave my house i'm like i can be productive as fuck like hey i have a desk it's nice and clean it's organized like that is my space but at home not so great. I can mm-hmm. see t- there's TV, there's music. I can do whatever the heck I want. I don't feel like anybody's watching me. Mm-hmm. And same thing goes for the gym. Like mm-hmm. I have a disconnect sometimes at home. Like I still do yoga and stuff at home, but like me just trying to get a workout is not always successful. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I went to the gym, I'm like I'm out somewhere else. So let's get this done. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Yeah, and that's that's why I like the fact of like at my brother and sister in law's the Peloton bike is in the sunroom. It's in another room that isn't, like, I still go in the sunroom, but it's not, like, the doesn't feel like the main part of the house, so it doesn't feel like it's the space that I get to be lazy in or the space that I'm working in. It feels like a separate space. And I really want to touch on that because I think it's really important, and I read this in um, the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. It, great book. If you guys haven't checked it out, I definitely, like, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um he touches upon making sure that there's space in your house and each thing has its own space. And I mean Mm. that respectively in the sense of like your couch, your couch is only for watching TV and relaxing. You don't do anything else on that couch. You don't work on that couch. You don't sleep on that couch. You don't eat on that couch. Like you don't do those things. I know you're calling me out right now. I mean, I'm, not intentionally, but... <laughs> no, I'm feeling attacked because I know this. I will literally eat on my couch, sleep mm-hmm. on my couch, watch TV on my couch. So that's probably why I have that disconnect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, your couch isn't just your relaxation space. Um, and he talks, like, you know, make that chair in the living room. That is where you read. That's the only place you read. So you know when you sit in that chair... What needs to be getting done? Certain behaviors and activities happen at these locations. Right. So it's like, and it's, it's based around like design theory and like designing your space to work best for you. Like I got to a point with my desk at one point where I was like doing everything at my desk, everything. Like I was social media scrolling. I was eating. I was watching TV. I was doing everything at my desk and I was creating content and things like that. So after I read that book, I kind of was like, okay, we need to specifically state what my desk is for. Like, what kind of work is specifically getting done at my desk? It makes sense, though, because, mm-hmm. I mean, how many people look for a home that has a home office? Yeah. Because it's that separate space away from everything else. Mm-hmm. So, like, I could definitely use that. But 
even what you just said with the atomic habits, I kind of went in certain places for like keys. Like for me, mm. I I know that I have to put my keys on the hook next to the door or I will lose my keys. Mm. I am that person this, that will lose things. <laughs> yeah, so like I have certain places my backpack goes on that chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way I know where things are. And, and it makes your life so much easier. Well, you just get to it breeze. helps me remember, too. So, yeah. like, if I'm like, oh, I can't find that thing, then I'll try to backtrack, and I'll be like, where is the most logical place I would have put it? And then I check, like, those three locations, and then There's, it's, like, I there, and I'm like, yay! I love that you said three, because that is so true. It's like, the, what are the top three places that I may have put this thing? And usually I find that in those three places three places like if I don't put my keys in the bowl like I usually walk through the door I walk right into my bedroom and I have a little bowl behind my tv and that's where my keys my wallet and like my airpods usually go and I was like perfect it's all right there I don't have to worry about it I can just make sure I have it but if it's not there I'm like okay what did I do oh oh I had a meeting last night as soon as I had like walked through the door okay I went right into the office so the keys are probably on my desk in the office and if not the other two possible locations is on the kitchen counter or in the bathroom because I probably came through the door and had to immediately pee. So, like, those are, like, my, like, top three things. I love that you said three because I'm, like, three's first of all, a beautiful three's number. Like, I was going to say, I love <laughs> odd numbers. Um, three and sevens are my good good numbers. But I, I think it it's funny because I'm laughing because I'm thinking about my boyfriend who is, like, the complete opposite to me in that <laughs> respect. Like, I will know exactly where I put things with the three locations. He doesn't. He, nope. he just, like, throws it down. Like, we, he was going to get his vaccination card. He was getting the second dose. And he was like, where is it? Oh, my gosh. Well, I can't find it. Now I'm late for work. And, da, da, da. and I was like, okay, let's breathe. Where's the last time you put it? He's like, I don't know. Like, there's only, like, he did say there's only, like, a couple locations. But, like, I kind of knew where to check because I see where he goes. Mm. And so I was like, okay, let's check your desk. Let's check your jean pockets. Let's check this area over here that you're always at. And, like, no, we were not able to find it. I don't think it was at the house, unfortunately. But... A lot of times I find the things that he's missing. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because it's like you and your spouse are in the same environment, but somehow your spouse doesn't know where things are. I just think that's hysterical because it's like, are you just relying on me to remember everything because you know that, like, that's the type of person Oh, I don't like to go that direction, but I, I have tried to, like, say, like, oh, why don't you try putting that there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Here we go. So... I think we kind of touched upon this already, but you don't have to do an action how they're quote-unquote supposed to be done. Oh my god, let's actually dive into that, though. Like, yeah, we kind of touched upon it, but, like, let's dive into that. I do think that a lot of people have that, like, stereotypical way of doing things. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, let's take, like, vacuuming the floor. (laughs) Okay, you gotta go in all the rooms, maybe you go up and down, like, is that gonna work for everybody? Probably not. Sometimes you can, you got five minutes. You do one room. That's all you got time for. Yep. Or like, maybe you need to go in circles and that's what works for you. Or like, if you're organizing a bookshelf, some people go by color. Some Mm. people go... By size. Upset. What is it? um, Inverted so that the pages are facing out instead of the binding. Mm -hmm. Like... You don't have to do things how everyone else is doing them, like, mm-hmm. that stereotypical way. Like, find what works best for you. Yes. Because you are the person that is doing that activity. You are the person mm-hmm. that's living in that home. That ha- has to work for your 
skill set and what works for you. Absolutely. And I want to say, too, like, if it stops working, change it. Do something else. So, like, if vacuuming, because we're using that, that example, like, if vacuuming up and down all of a sudden stops working for you for whatever reason, like, it's giving you anxiety, it's stressing you out, whatever, fix it. Change it. Do something different. My tooth Play around with it. I was going to say, my toothbrushing thing was, like, tied right into yeah, that. I absolutely. probably should have brought it up then. But it's <laughs> that, like, it. you're supposed to brush three times a day, morning, afternoon, night, or every time you eat, after you eat. That does not work. For, that does not work for me. I don't think it works for anybody, especially trying to floss. Like, who has time for that? Yeah. So. My mom flosses in the car. Okay, see, that's a great, great thing. She's flossing in the car. I'm brushing my teeth at 7 o'clock at night yeah. when I think of it. Like, that is a, a wonderful example, and I feel like people do sometimes get stuck on, like, doing things a certain way. Yeah. Because that's how they see it done. Yeah. Like, monkey even, see, like, monkey do. I was going to say, even with a lot of, like, Instagram, TikTok, like, you see people all doing you know, their makeup the same way. Like, I can't do my... Hooded, eye, hooded eyeliner was not a thing for the Wait, longest I'm sorry, time. I am inept. Oh. So what is hooded eyeliner? Um, so <laughs> for like people that wear makeup, yeah. you could do for example like a cat eye, which is a you yeah. lie on the top of your that eye and then you go out into like a triangle shape. Yeah. Um, with people that have hooded eyes, it means that their eyes are either have like a crease or a wrinkle or maybe they're a little bit more deep set. Yeah, I Me. happen to have that now because <laughs> I rub my eyes a lot. Mm. Um, so like the eyeliner would actually smudge because it the traditional way of doing eyeliner just doesn't work for those people <laughs> no so that's how the bat wing actually came around have oh. you ever seen that shape it's it's almost like the same shape it's a triangle but then you come back in and you stop oh, and okay. then you go down and you almost like around the crease okay and then you come back around so it's that like bat wing shape oh, but when your okay. eye is open for a hooded eye it still looks like a cat eye oh so okay. like that never came that was not a thing right and now people actually showing their way of doing things has like opened a whole new world. People are like, oh my gosh, I never was able to do that eyeliner, and like now I can. Like, people get stuck on how other people are doing things, and yeah. I think finding your own path on how to do stuff that's successful for you is like mm-hmm. a huge factor. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think you know, and I think this this plays into like the finding what works best for you around like habits and I I touch upon that because like in Atomic Habits they talk about like give yourself a a location and like a space and like a time so it's like I will whatever the behavior is so I'll use myself as an example like I will work out at and for me I'm always like I will work out while the baby sleeps in the sunroom on the bike like I I always like make sure it's very set up so it's I will the behavior at a specific time in a specific location and I think that's so important to play into that like do what works best for you you're not gonna be someone who can always get out right after you go to work and go work out at the gym you're Mm -hmm. like some people don't have that so sometimes it's okay um I'm at work. I've got some energy. 
on my break, oh. I'm going to go for a walk. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I was going to say, we have multiple coworkers in our office that have the under-desk elliptical. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. I thought that was I so had cool. gotten one, and then it happened to be a subsequent thing. Like, we all got it around the same time. But we do that, and we also, like, take walks on our 10-minute breaks out and around, like, the dead-end circle mm-hmm. that we live in the industrial park. And, like, it just gets that energy out because, like, mm-hmm. I don't work out when I get home. Like, that's just not productive for me. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Yeah, that's – and then another example they use, too, is, like, instead of giving yourself, like, the behavior, the time, and the, and the place um, – do it after you're going to do something. So, like, you already have a habit in place. Well, I get up every morning. I make my coffee. I get up. I go to the bathroom. I make my coffee. Okay? Well, what's a new habit that you want to implement? Well, I'd like to brush my teeth. Okay. So, when I'm done going to the bathroom after I wake up, I'm going to brush my teeth. So, it's, like, the habit you already have in place, which is getting up and going to the bathroom as soon mm-hmm. as you wake up. And now your new habit directly afterwards. You're just like adding an additional little thing to to your already in place routine. Absolutely. And I think that that's super important because it's like you get to pick when you're going to do that thing. Like, okay, this habit is already installed. So like if I piggyback this habit, it's most likely going to happen. Right. Yeah. Because it's it's you're already doing something that's so you're accustomed to doing. And it's, you're not going to be 100% successful with this all the time either. I was going to say, I do want to add that, like, I remember reading that it takes six weeks yeah. to gain and, like, successfully manage a new habit. Yeah. Like, you're going to have times you don't do something or it's not successful, but if you continue to just day to day in that present moment, try to do the habit, it will stick eventually, but it does take time. It does. It takes a lot of time. And that was something that the book, um, one thing I'm reading touches on, they were like, Everyone thinks that it's 21 days for a habit. And the reality is it's about 60 days before you get a habit fully, like, concrete. And it's stuck. And you're doing it every day for those 60 days. And if you can do it and maintain the every day for 60 days, it's most likely after that you're never going to even think twice about doing that one thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, like, it plays right into your six weeks. Like, 60 days, that's... it's. Two months. It's two months. It's eight weeks. It's a little bit more. But I think also not getting hung up on the fact that, like, if it takes you more time to do a habit or to do something to make yourself better or more productive or that 1% we talked about in the last episode, um, if it takes you longer, like, that's also okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I want to I I make sure that that's also said. I feel like, like people get disappointed by, like, the end of the week. Like, yeah. I know I've experienced that. Like, oh, you know, I tried to work out this week, but I only got two out of three. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Two out of seven. <laughs> wow. <Guess. laughs> two out of three. <laughs> two out of two days out of three here. days. There's only a three-day work week, guys. I'm over here Did in fractions. <laughs> and, I, and not days of the week. Excuse me. Two out of seven. <laughs> and then, like, by the end of the week, I'm disappointed, but I'm not thinking about the fact that it is six to eight weeks and that you know maybe at the end of that I found that I did oh my god wow math uh 45 out of the 60 yeah yeah and like I think also though like thinking about it in a way of like I was able to do two dates like oh my god I got two workouts in this week like that's awesome changing that narrative a little bit can help Ooh, yeah, you wrote do some things. notes on that. Did I? Yes, you did at the Oh, bottom. yeah, that's right. I did. So she, ah. she was talking about, like, changing the way you talk to yourself mm-hmm. while trying to be productive. Yeah. So. All right. I actually got this because I got this either in my book or from someone on Instagram. I can't remember. I'm not sure which one because I've been 
I'm in that phase again where all I want to do is like I want all the knowledge, so I'm listening to like podcasts all the time, reading a bunch of books, like well, seeking out information. We'll see if we can find it and put it in the show notes. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely try. I'll look in my two places and then we'll see. Um, but it says I should have known better. Mm. You can't do that. That's a little sad. It does. But like, it sounds like you're beating yourself up. Right. But how many times have you said that to yourself? I should have known better. I I, think, I know that I, I know. do it with past relationships. Okay. I should have known better. I don't think I felt it so much for me, but I have heard a lot of people in relationships are like, I should have known better. I should have seen it coming. Mm-hmm. Like that type of thing. Yeah. So instead of saying I should have known better, why don't you try, I did my best with what I knew at the time. Actually, mm-hmm. I know exactly where this is coming from. It's that. from an Instagram. It's from a girl on Instagram. The girl I showed you before. Um, well, I'll put her in the show notes, but her name's um, Ash McDonald on uh, Instagram. She's great. Um, she does a lot of, like, very motivational things, and this was, like, one thing she posted, and I was like, wow, I needed that today. Like, when I f- saw that, I was like, I needed that today, and then I realized, like, how well it played into our show, notes, our show, and I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. I have heard that before, but I don't think I've ever, like, actually implemented it to no. myself. Yeah, it's hard. It's definitely harder. Like, changing the way you talk to yourself is quite so the... Tough battle right like mm-hmm. day to day every moment right you're battling the way you speak with yourself but you're also battling your mindset on top of that because a lot of times you'll see the way you talk to yourself is around how you're feeling at the moment mm-hmm. so like if you're feeling down you're probably going to be a little bit harsher on yourself or harder on yourself in a way yeah. um so all right so another thing that i really liked is i'm being lazy which played this place oh, so well into this episode uh, i'm a lazy potato i love this episode i love this episode so much because it's just being productive and like oh i just i'm living for this right now uh i'm being lazy but let's change the way we say about that. Mm-hmm. Why don't you say rest is productive? I need to implement that way more into my lifestyle. And, so, and I think I agree. You definitely do. Because you're very much like, oh, being so lazy. Like, I don't want to do anything. And it's like, but rest is productive. In this moment, mentally, I cannot do anything more unless I rest. Mm-hmm. So right now, rest is productive. It is the best thing I can do for myself. Yeah, I think that's why I started taking mental health days when I needed it because I know I wasn't doing anybody any good, especially myself when mm-hmm. I was like really in a bad mindset or just not feeling good. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I think my sister-in-law had uh, recently told me that she, her job is working on giving actual like mental health days or maybe it was my brother, I'm not sure, but their, their job is working on actually giving, you have your sick days, you have your vacation days, and then you have mental health days. So they're actually trying to implement giving you space to I, take time, and it's not it's not looked down upon, I'm right? I'm high praise because I know, like, um, I know someone in my family actually does have that because mm-hmm. she's a really lovely job. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of workplaces could overall improve a lot of things, but, like, just generally, like, we don't even get sick time and, like, PTO. It has to be looped into one often enough. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of states don't have something where it's separated. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, here in Massachusetts, it's one hour for every 40 hours that you work of sick yep. time. But it's usually lumped in with PTO, so you can't take a vacation and be sick. Right, right. And, uh, you know, often it's used up. So mm-hmm. having even having, like, mental health days or separating sick days and PTO, that would be, like... Amazing, right? So good. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so, like, another thing, another phrase of, like, changing the way that you talk to yourself is, why does this always happen to me? I've heard that. So, so I've heard multiple people say that. And I've, I've said it to myself. I know for a fact I've said it to myself. Why is this happening to me? Why is it always me? And then I'm like, always. is it? Always and never. Right, right. Exactly. I'm like, but is it? And then I'm like, ooh. Is it happening ooh. to you? Or is it something that's just happening subsequently around? Right. This one thing that I keep doing to myself. Like, am I the one? Am I playing this, like, almost victim mindset? Because oh I, but I'm doing it to myself. Oh, my gosh. Do I know somebody who uh, would always say, like, oh, it's, it's always the other person. I'm like, what's the common denominator here? Because mm. it's not that the person keeps changing, but... There is somebody who's always here. <laughs> yeah. No, they're not always here. Like, I mean, obviously it was very, I was trying to be very nice in that situation. Yeah. But, like, that is the, like, what is the common denominator? It's yep. not always going to be you. It's not always going to be the other person or whatever the situation. Like, I can say I'm always running late. But the, mm-hmm. uh, the fact is that there are things that I'm doing that are consequently, subsequently happening that make me late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so a better way to phrase that for yourself instead of saying, why does this always happen to me is what is this teaching me? And I think that's into my learning. Yeah. And I think, I think that can kind of be a little toxic in a way because you're constantly thinking that you're having to learn something from an experience, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't always have to be the case. You can just go through an experience and you don't have to learn anything. It just happened. It just is what it is. I like kind of, I'm trying to grasp that, but like I feel like learning versus teaching are kind of similar, just opposite ends. Like what is this teaching me versus what am I learning? They're kind of similar in my book. Okay. So I feel like that's more of like a paraphrase, but I I'm like understanding to an extent what you're saying. Yeah. So like well no, but like what I'm saying is like you don't always have to be in the mindset of like what is this teaching me? What am I learning? Like, you don't have to be in that mindset. Sometimes things just happen and you just have to, like, be like, okay, it just happened. Like, it is what it is. That's why, like, I feel like sometimes the... Okay, I can now- agree. I like that. I like, like, if maybe a phrase would be, what is it teaching me? If it's maybe, like, more of, like, a serious situation, something mm-hmm. maybe good or bad is happening. Right. Versus, like, maybe something smaller that's, like, it is what it is. Like- right, right. It doesn't... It Not everything has to be a moment of you learning something or being taught something. Sometimes things just happen and it is what it is. Yep. And just like let it go. Um, another great phrase that like I, I, I take a deep breath and I sigh because I say this a lot. And then I also, because I'm a nanny, I hear my nephew say this a lot. Is it, oh, this is a bad phrase. This is about the bad phrase. And okay. I do recognize when I say these things and that, I have been more gentle with myself with this upcoming phrase because I've also seen that by me saying this phrase, I have an 11 year old repeating that same phrase to himself and I don't Um, want that. Yeah. You're the role model. I'm the role model. Exactly. So the phrase is, (laughs) that was so stupid of me. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking a pause because I think everyone can take a minute to think you've probably said something along those lines to yourself. I was going to say that was so stupid of me. I can't believe I did that. I I hate myself for doing that. Those all go hand in hand. Yeah. And like you're 
I always say that, like, you're berating. Like, when I hear oh someone else say that, I'm like, you are berating yourself. Like, mm-hmm. please be gentle. Like, but would you want, would you say that to your best friend? Mm, I was going to I'm like, if, if, you can't, if you can't say it to someone you truly care and, like, love, then you can't say it to your, you. You, you have to try not to say it to, say it to yourself. yourself. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, that, for me, was a really big, like, eye-opener. It was, like, I was like, oh, man, I'm so fucking stupid. And then it was like... I started hearing my nephew say those things. A little and parroting. Like, oh my god! Oh my god! No! Like, and I would be like, David, no! Like, it's not that. It's you're not stupid, buddy. You just didn't know any better. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Absolutely, hundred percent. I can't not say that enough. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Absolutely. So, like, hearing him say those things, I was very much like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta work on that for myself. So, what's a good phrase to kind of replace that? That was so human of me. Ooh, I like that. I also love calling people humans. Um, that's like one of my favorite phrases. I know. Like, I love. I like. Oh, it's my favorite phrase. Yeah, that's my human. Yep, yep, that's my human. Oh, don't worry. We're just human. Like, I'm never like, oh, you're just like, you're just a person. Like, it's always like, my human, this human. Like, I use that phrase a lot. So I really, I really like this phrase because also though, like, it is so human of people to do stupid shit, to sometimes have bad intentions, to be petty, to have great intentions and not be able to follow through. Like, People are capable of making mistakes or accidents, whatever it is. Like, I know I've talked about it before, but, like, I am very clumsy. But Mm. I literally will laugh at myself for being clumsy. I'm like, oh, man, I'm so clumsy right now. Like, this is hilarious. Instead of, like, beating myself up. Because, like, what is that going to do for me? Like, is that going to make me less clumsy? No. No. It's just going to make me more self-conscious about it. If anything, I've gotten better reflexes from it. So I'm like, (laughs) hey, heck yeah. Like, let's drop some more shit. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, bringing that up is, like, perfect because I used to, my family used to call me Grace. Like, because as a child. Grace? Yeah, because I wasn't graceful as a child. So it was like, uh. You got a much better nickname than I. I was the salt queen. (laughs) (laughs) I like salty things. Yeah, and butter. Less butter nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> but, Salt stays around. But yeah, like my family used to call me Grace. And it's like so funny because I did something this week and I like dropped something or I, I ran into something or whatever. I don't I don't even know what it was. Oh, I, I think I broke something. Yeah, I broke a mug this week. Mm. And my brother looked at me and goes, what? Was Grace, did Grace just want to come out? Did, had she been like cooped up for a little too long? And all I could do was laugh because I'm like, oh my God. I used to be so not graceful as a child. Like, I, like, did not as a child fit into my body. I didn't understand, but I was just not graceful in any way, shape, or form. So I would just, like, trip over things, fall, break things, drop things, slip. All of, all the things that could happen, I did them. So it's like, I'm able to laugh because I had this cute, funny nickname because I just wasn't graceful. So they would call me Grace. It was like a... That's not parody, a... It's like irony. Thank you. That's the word it's I was ironic. Thinking. Yeah, it's ironic. I think that people do need to, or should try to laugh at themselves more. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you may be making a mistake or there's accidents that happen, but, like, those same things that you might see in a bad light can lead to less clum- better reflection, more grace. Like, yep. 
you are still developing something that you might not even know is there yet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Be gentle mm-hmm. on yourself. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Can we uh, swing back to Atomic Habits for a second? Okay. Because yeah. I know it kind of lines up with mine. Okay. Um, so I had a really good tip about, like, being at work. Okay. So I had organize how you work, not what looks best. Um, you may redo or tweak these things multiple times and that's okay. Mm-hmm. My work desk, for example, is a huge thing. I have redone my work desk multiple times. I still was reorganizing it just last week. <laughs> like you have to develop a space that works for you. And I think again, going into social media, like you see everyone that has like the super clean kitchen and like it's, the super organized pantry. There's not anything on the countertops. I'm like, I'm how do sorry. You, how what do you are, people survive? What do you are do? Are you cooking? Are you actually cooking in yeah. there? Yeah. <laughs> I 100% agree. Oh, my God, yes. Like, or, like, someone that doesn't have, like, a fucking toilet brush, I'm like, I, I know you use a toilet brush. Like, where is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not out, but, like, where are you hiding it? Because I know it's here. Unless you just have cleaners, then, like, okay. But, like, yeah, still. Like, I think you need to organize the space how you are going to use it. Mm. And that is, you might have to tweak it. My kitchen counters have a toaster oven. It also has all of my knives because I use my knives more often. Um, I know at work I have post-it notes very handy. And then I have nothing. I try to keep as much filed as possible for me Mm. because what I put on my desk is actually things that need to get done. Mm. My left side of my desk, I have a big L. My left side of my desk is all the things that I need to do today. And the other stuff is either filed away or on the desk for later. Mm-hmm. And, like, Absolutely. that's how I, love I that. work. I love that so much. I think another great point is to, like, keep things in plain sight. Oh, my God. That's such a good idea. Please keep it. Like, that's why I keep my keys where they are. They're mm-hmm. in plain sight. If I don't have my ID badge, I cannot go into work. So, like, it is in plain sight. I started leaving it in my car, of all places. I was like... Because it wasn't working in the house. I'd, like, unhook mm-hmm. it for the weekend. And then I would just walk right out and right by it. And now that I leave it in my car, it's always there when I go to work. Mm-hmm. What are you adjusting? You? Adjusting what you do to make it work for you. Yeah, I think that that's like the overall like theme. Like productivity is what works for you. Yes. Yeah, and it doesn't. My productivity is not going to look like your productivity. Nope. Not at all. Like I need to sit down. I need to write out. Which I've started to rename to do lists because I want to make them success lists. I don't just want to make them a to-do list. I actually changed in our, um, so Alyssa and I share a drive to get all of our stuff done and organized and whatnot. And our to-do list that I set up for myself, it's in there. I I know you haven't seen it because otherwise you would, you would know I already did the success list. And I was like, I changed our to-do list to our success list because I I want to be more successful. I don't want to just do something. So by me naming it a success list and it's something this is something so small i just literally changed the name of something and it's it's the way you perceive it though exactly and like that's why like doing something that's productive in a way that works best for you like me just changing a to-do list means that like i have all these things i have to do versus like a success list i'm like out of these 20 things i just wrote down how can we organize these to like Make the workflow work nicely. Yeah. One. And then two, what are the top three things I have to get done today? They're non-negotiables. So 
that's why I like to start the success list. Yeah, I really like that. I think I actually, I sent you, I think I sent you the video. It was regarding the closet in the hallway, like the hallway closet oh, that yeah, everyone yeah, has. Yeah. Like a lot of people will just have like a first aid or like a catch-all box mm. in there. And I thought it was so hilarious. Maybe we can throw it up on the Insta or Reels. And it, this person took a bunch of containers and they labeled them. I love the labels of this freaking thing. <laughs> it was to the situation. So it was like... I have the shits. I can't stop pooping. Um, I'm constipated. <laughs> I'm feeling sick or under the weather. I have a headache. Like, they were all labeled with those specific things. Situationally. like So they could just, oh, like, there was like, I have um, a bug bite. There was a beach day one with sunscreen and everything. So they could just, like, Outdoor grab it and activity. go. Outdoor activity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was so good. I loved that. You sent that to me and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's it. I'm reorganizing the house. It's starting today. <laughs> well, I think that that's really helpful because it's it's labeled, and I think mm. that works for some people. But like another thing is lids. A lot of mm. like people organizational like situations, they're like hide everything. We don't you don't live here. You don't use these things. Some people just you have to be able to have it in plain sight. So taking the lids off of things, even if you just use a bu- like a, a pretty bucket. And make that the nice thing, but it doesn't have lids so you can see it easily. And when you walk in, you're like, oh, there it is. Yep. Done. Yep. Absolutely. Like, my nephew was, like, constantly forgetting to, like, take snacks. He would, like, pack his sandwich, but he would forget snacks. So, because they were in the, they were, like, in the closet. So, my sister-in-law got boxes, these, like, fold-out boxes, the ones you, like, slide under your bed. Those, like, almost cardboard-ish type ones. And she started putting them on the stairs. And she said... Okay, they're in plain sight. You can't forget them. And he has not forgotten to pack snacks all all year since then. And I'm like, it's just changing your environment and tweaking it just a little for the way that you know is going to be productive and work best for you. Say, even that, like, that's like a family type tip. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to pack your child's entire lunch and snacks and everything else. Like, put them in plain sight. Put them at a accessible level and just they can take care of that too. Like mm-hmm. they can pack the snacks they want. Exactly. They're just readily available. Yep. And I think it's, it comes down to like, they get to pack what they want. It's not like, Oh, mom's sending me this week with all like peanut butter sandwiches. I need to trade this for the fruit roll up. Right. With the kids right. at the, across the table. Exactly. Like your kid actually gets to pack the snack that they oh. want. <laughs> the only eat the, the freaking M&Ms out of the trail mix. Like, and I, I, you know, another, like, family tip is, like, my sister-in-law will sit down pretty much, like, every week, and she makes a list, and, like, because I, I'm there four out of the seven days out of the week, I help a lot with that. Like, I'll be like, okay, so today I'm noticing some things for groceries. I don't know when you're doing them, but here's everything I thought about, and I just, like, I'm like, here's the grocery list, and then I send it, and I send that in one text, and then I send everything that's part of the grocery list in another text, so she can literally just, like, copy that and throw it in her thing copy paste and she's like you have no idea how much that like helps save me time and that like I'm not like what do we need oh no I didn't get that because it's not something I use every day like you you constantly are refilling the olive oil I'm like yeah I use it and she was like yeah so do we but I never refill it and I'm like I don't know I got time baby's playing let's do it now I'm here exactly like I'm in the moment I'm cooking the the fish sticks for 
my nephew and I use a little bit of olive oil and it's getting low. He's already in a seat eating. I might as well just do it the five minute rule. I was gonna just say do that, it right now. That is exactly I'm like cooking and something's like I'm like waiting for it to boil or it's in the oven and I'm like, okay, I got five minutes, let's unload the dishwasher and then like Sorry guys. I'm gonna unload the dishwasher and then like repack it real quick or whatever I need to do in that file. I'm gonna wash up and take my makeup off, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, can you give me the list of atomic things? Because I think this that ties right back in. It was like make it attractive, make it oh, something. Yeah. Um make it so so Atomic Habits talks about um the four laws. There's like four laws to like building a habit. Um and it's like make it obvious. Make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. Bam, that sums up the tips <laughs> as far as that one goes. Um, I think I had maybe just, like, two more. Okay. Um, Sorry, guys, this is a bit of a longer episode, but we're really rolling We're being really topic. productive. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we said we thought this was going to be a mess Pun of an intended. episode. <laughs> um, so I think that these two are kind of important. So... Sometimes productivity comes naturally, and I think just being aware of that and mm. taking advantage. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I literally got these show notes together while I was sick because I was just scrolling TikTok, and it, I happened to come across a video, and I was like, wow, light bulb, let's write this down. And I had the entire show notes. And it just snowballed. It was like a snowball effect. Once yeah. you started working on it, all these other ideas like came to mind. And that, exactly. And it just happened. And I wasn't even feeling it, but it just happened to come naturally mm-hmm. in that moment. And I was yeah. like, well, all right, let's do this. I think embracing it and just like staying aware of when you feel productive is a well, good. Well, I mean, and that comes along with like the four laws. Like if you make it obvious, you make it attractive, you make it easy, like you make it satisfying. Okay. Whatever it pops up, it's going to be easier for you to just do it. You know? I think it is, but I think people always like always wow. Mm. Always and never. Okay, don't. <laughs> Sorry. Using all words against me. I am. I'm coming for you, bitch. I think, <laughs> I think people can see the obvious, but don't see the unseen things that happen. Like, my pro- mm. I was not seeing that I was being productive when I was just scrolling TikTok. I yeah. thought I was just on social media Relaxing. having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, but it struck, and I was like, okay, let's utilize it. Like, hey, I had something and I had a great thought. Like, let's just jot it down. And yeah. now I have an entire, entire podcast episode of right? notes together. Absolutely. And I think I think that's great. Like, the, the just, like, when productivity happens, just, like, take it and run with it. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to come at as something that is very, like, figured out. Like, it doesn't have to be a time block yeah, out. Yeah, it's not concrete. No, and, like... I, I really like the idea of, like, batching things together because I, like, I do a lot of social media work for a lot of a lot of um, content creators. And unfortunately, like, when you're in the business of content, you can't just constantly have something ready to go all the time because you're not in the mood to make something. Like, I think that's one of the hardest parts about having, con- like, being a content creator is you have to, like give yourself and allow yourself time to like come up with ideas like it's not just automatic it doesn't come naturally all the time you have to just like or it doesn't it it naturally isn't the right word it doesn't come when you need it to and when you want it to it's like it's not you can't pre-planned right exactly it's not like you can pre-plan to do 
content batching work and like I love doing that I love sitting down for like a whole day like my Fridays are usually like my content batching days so like what I do is I very much like plan things out I'm like okay so in the morning I'm gonna write everything for all of the things I have to post and then I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna edit all the photos at one time and then for the last thing I'm gonna go in and schedule everything at the same time so now I'm I'm on one wavelength and I just block it down. I think that we did that in school towards the end of high school. They did like a blocking system. So we mm-hmm. only focus on a few subjects a day. And then we were able to switch gears and do the other set of subjects. The next day. I did find myself a little bit more successful because I didn't have mm-hmm. homework due the next day either. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I have one more, which okay. relates back to you, of course. Ooh. Um, Ooh. So... Ooh. It was know your we- spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> it was know your weaknesses and don't be afraid to ask for help. And I think that was huge for me because I am a fashionista. I gained a lot of clothes as we talked about early on in life because I had a shopping addiction and I am working on trying to minimize that and also get new clothes. Mm. But I struggled. I would I would like go through my closet by myself and I'd be like, Oh, um, I mean I don't I haven't really worn this in the last three years. Maybe I'll wear it that one time or like it still fits, so let me just put it back in the closet. And so I remember Jocelyn came over one day and I was like, Hey, could you just like help me with this? Like I could really use some help, like just holding myself accountable because like I know I will put things back and it's a lot of things that I'm not wearing or haven't tried on. And this lovely woman, would, <laughs> uh, she was sitting on my floor helping me take photos of things we were going to sell um, or yep. repurpose. Yep. And I'd grab something and, and I'd be like, I mean, I haven't worn this bra <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's still got the tags on it. But like maybe, you know, throw it in the fucking pile. Just throw it in the pile. And I was like, but... And no, the answer is no. <laughs> Have but you it, tried it on? You you like holding you asking me questions and mm-hmm. just like holding me accountable because like I did want to get rid of stuff yeah. and I just couldn't do it by myself. Yeah, and asking you like, okay, so you want to keep this item, but like, what do you have to wear with it? Well, really nothing. Okay, then get rid of it because you're not you're not gonna wear it. It's yeah. gonna force you to buy something new, which is gonna force you to go shopping, which you may not even buy the thing that matches this thing. You may buy a whole new set of things. Yeah. we don't need to do that. And just get rid of it. And it's been really successful since. I mean, I have, like, this pink fuzzy jacket that I really liked the idea of, but I wasn't, like, completely in love with the piece. But I ended up keeping that, and then I finally found something to replace it, and now I'm going to throw that one right in the donation bin. Mm-hmm. Like, just having, like, I knew my weakness, and mm-hmm. having you be able to hold me accountable and give me, like, that little bit of, I, I need the tough love sometimes. So, like. I think we all do. I, I really love the snark that comes from you in those moments. Where you're just, like, <laughs> throw it in the fucking trash bin. Like, just throw it. Yeah. Just, Let's you know. go. It, it's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had, like, socks with, like, holes in it, and you were like, just throw it away. Like, it's a pair of socks. I'm like, socks are like... I'm like, but you can't, I can't donate it. And you're like, no. <laughs> no, no. And, I mean, and this is a, a like, tie-in to, like, the donation thing. Like, just specifically, like, just because you have something to donate does not mean you should be donating it. Doesn't it doesn't mean it's useful to somebody. Absolutely. Like, if it's got a hole in it, don't donate it. Please throw that in the trash. If it is a used pair of underwear and you don't want to wear it anymore, throw it in the trash. Yes, please. Because you are making more work for people in those places that you do those donations, whether it's Big Brother, Big Sister, Savers, yeah. whatever. They all have to sanitize and go through that stuff. And, so like, if you're making gone. more work. If if you want to donate something really 
and you want to be impactful to the people that you think you're donating to, the best way to do that is to buy something brand new and give it. Absolutely. Because that is way more impactful than a used pair of freaking underwear and socks with holes in it. Yeah. Genuinely. It might make you feel better. But it doesn't. But it's not going to help the people that you're actually trying to help. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's keeping in mind. And, like, I do sometimes have that mindset of just, like, really wanting to help the planet and other people. But if it's not helpful to them, then what am I really doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do, you, do both of us at the same do time. <laughs> do you have anything, my lovely lady? I don't. I think that's it. I'm I'm tapped out on notes. Okay. So I think overall theme, like we said, is doing productivity with what works for you. Mm-hmm. It's not always going to look the same for everybody. Absolutely. No, not really. You're doing a great job. I'm going to let you carry the outro, baby girl. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, uh, let me see if I can get this right. Uh, All right, so follow, like, rate, and subscribe. You can check out our Instagram. I think we're on Twitter now. We are on Twitter! I am not a Twitter person, (laughs) but Jocelyn's helping me get into the the 21st century with that. And Um, coming soon, this week, we'll be posting on TikTok. Probably like one or two times a week at this point right now, Um, but babies, we're coming for you. So check us out there. (laughs) Absolutely. And with that, I think we're going to sign off and say we'll see you next time.